Thank you for tuning in to the sermon webcast of Living Savior. We are one church serving in two locations, Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. For more information, go to lsavior.org. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Basketball coaches have to talk with their hands. I would imagine you may have noticed that if you watch the game on television, the man standing at the sideline, the arena is too loud, especially during these days of the playoffs. The arena is too loud for him to get his players' attention to, to speak to them. So it's, it's hand signals from the sideline. He wants his team to call a timeout. You know, it's, it's, it's this. He wants his playmaking guard to, to run from a particular offensive set. So it's, it's this, or it's this, or it's, it's something like this. Got to speed up the offense a little bit, maybe something like this, or slow things down. The most entertaining basketball coaches talking with their hands, that's reserved, of course, for the, the referees. So no, nobody has to explain to you what it means when, when the coach is standing on the sideline and he's, and he's doing this. Or he's doing this. Or, or the motion is like this. Universal hand language that everybody can understand. In, in fact, everybody does it. I think a lot of us would have a hard time carrying on a conversation with our, with our hands in our pockets because, you know, we, we, we maybe want to make a point of, of what we're trying to communicate, of, of what we're thinking to, to the audience that's in front of us. We, we, we speak with our hands quite frequently. Jesus did that, too. You've got to think it wouldn't have been absolutely necessary, but when there was a blind man standing in front of him on at least one occasion, we're told he put his hands on the man's eyes, and instantly the man was able to, to see again. They brought him somebody who was completely deaf and had a difficult time speaking. Jesus put his fingers in the man's ears. He touched his tongue. He spoke one word. And instantly the man could hear very well and speak plainly. There, there was this man brought to him who was suffering from a disease of the, of the skin and, and, and flesh known as leprosy. Jesus reached out his hand and touched him, spoke two words, and immediately we're, we're told he was cleansed of his leprosy. The touch of Jesus' hands so frequently meant healing that People were bringing their children to Jesus from dozens of miles or more so that he would put his hands on them to heal them. The hands of the Lord not only expressive, but very powerful. Today we're looking at the hands of Jesus. We're celebrating the, the, the festival of the ascension of our Lord, how he was taken up to heaven, and we can't help but notice his hands. What his hands they indicate is what he's done for us in the past. They show us very clearly what he continues to do for us. Your week gets off to a very good start. 
if you find yourself for a few minutes looking at the lifted hands of Christ. Right after one of the accounts that we read, the writer Luke lists them, the, the, the disciples, there were now 11 of them. There was Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Matthew, Bartholomew, the rest. Judas was no longer with them, but Jesus was. Jesus was back. For a period of, of 40 days, he gave, we're told, many undeniable proofs that he was alive. Then he led them to this hill just east of Jerusalem. He was taken up into heaven before their very eyes. He was lifted up into heaven, we're told. And as that occurred, they couldn't help but notice his hands. After Resurrection Sunday, the hands of the Lord were different, right? They had these these nail marks his hands did. So that for those 40 days, every time the apostles saw Jesus gesturing, they, they would be reminded of his, his gasping and groaning as soldiers laid him on a cross and, and pierced his hands and his feet with, with the nails. They would have had this constant recollection of, of the agony that he had suffered that Friday morning and into the afternoon. They would have recognized this is where he was bleeding. But there was more to that than, than just that. On one occasion, we read how Jesus showed his disciples his hands and his feet and then with that, he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. They could understand why it was that he had to bleed on the cross and be pierced on the cross. That this was Moses and the prophets and the Psalms had foretold that this had to happen. He had to suffer. He had to die in the flesh for them. So that now when they saw the hands, it wasn't just in regret over what had happened to him. The hands, the nail marks, were indication Mission accomplished. So they would hear from him even as we hear that the eternal Son of God came down from heaven and he took on feet and legs and torso and, and shoulders and neck and head and arms and hands so that fully human he could live obedient to the Father, to all his commands, and so that fully human he could die obedient to the Father. The hands, the nail scars, mission accomplished. The Father, in his grace and mercy, had decided not to condemn the human race for our rebellions. Instead, his Son was willingly condemned in our place. The nail prince, mission accomplished. The one who by his very nature is immortal and eternal took on mortality. As mortal man, he died. As mortal man, he was laid in a tomb. Mission accomplished? Well, not quite. 
because Jesus' hands, when they saw him for those, those 40 days, were not locked in rigor mortis. They weren't pinned lifelessly to his side by burial cloths. Jesus' hands were lively, were once again fully alive. They indicated the Redeemer lives. Death has been defeated. The condemned have been pardoned. The guilty have been set free. The price has not only been paid, but the price has been accepted. The living hands of Jesus, as he spoke to them, pointed them to promises fulfilled that had gone back all the way to Adam and Eve. He had done this. The Father had accepted it. Now he and his hands fully alive as proof. Mission accomplished. Now we're reading how Jesus takes his leave from them. He ascends. He departs. Shakespeare has one of his characters saying that parting is such sweet sorrow. But not from the pen of St. Luke. St. Luke says, after they were parted from their Savior and he ascended, his apostles returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They stayed every day at the temple praising God because they had seen it, they had seen him, they understood the word, mission accomplished. You might have heard the expression, I know that town like the back of my hand. Or I drive by that highway so frequently, I know it like the back of my hand. People use the expression because, you know, the hands are, are so familiar. Each of them, in fact, may, may, may tell us a story about ourselves as we look at them. Like right here, this oversized knuckle on my index finger. That was Bruce McKinney. Playing basketball, threw me a hard pass. Somebody deflected it at the last second. Smashed my finger right at the knuckle. Still functions, but it, it tells a story, right? Or, or, or right here, you've got some of these on your hand, a little scar. This one, I'm running up the stairs. I'm about 17, 18 years old. I trip. I'm holding a Coke bottle. I break the bottle. I cut my hand. I like to remind my older brother that he was so queasy at the sight of all the blood. He kept telling me I should drive myself to the emergency room. Your hands tell stories. They remind you of things as you see them. Well, certainly Jesus' hands tell a story as well. As he ascended, nail-pierced hands were lifted up and he blessed them. That's powerful. So for years after that, when their enemies opposed them, when persecution intensified, when faithful conf confessors of the gospel were put to death, they simply needed to recall, he blessed us and he continues to bless us. They could think of those hands of their Lord, unseen and yet all-powerful. Remember the passage, working in all things for the good of those who love him. They could recognize that, that nothing in all creation, whatever happens in our earthly lives, nothing can separate us from the loving and powerful hands 
of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us and continues to do so. Do you think of those hands of your Lord raised in blessing over you every day? Think of those hands raised in blessing on those fragrant days when, when everything comes up roses. You know, when, when you're healthy and the, 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 the bills are being paid and your loved ones are safe, when somebody presses, you know really how you're doing, how you're really doing, and you really can't think of anything but positive things to say. There's something to recognize about days like that, the fragrant ones. Everything's coming up roses. May have been a hit song by Ethel Merman in the 1950s, but it really doesn't work that way, does it? Things just don't come up like roses. Now we realize that that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from his hands giving us things that we may have asked for or things we didn't ask for. Granting us blessings from his hands that we never could have possibly earned or deserved. It's not like the fragrant things come up roses, really. It's like that's the Lord granting things from those, those hands raised in blessing. And of course, there are other days when, when they're maybe not so fragrant, when we say, you know, this particular day, that, that, kind, of, that kind of stunk. And yet even then, like those early apostles, you can still be be praising God when they've had you lie back on the gurney and they've hooked you up to the intravenous fluids and the monitors and they're wheeling you back into the operating room how else can you have comfort other than to know that the, the hands of the Lord are going to be present there that even if it's a fully human being that's doing the surgery he's not God but my God is present there to, to bring blessing, whatever blessing is needed here. When you get the phone call of a faraway traffic accident or someone you care about suffered a heart attack or there's a, a dire diagnosis that's fallen on, on a friend, how can you have peace except to know that your Lord, with his hands of blessing, he's there, he's there. So that even when you can't be there yourself because of limitations of distance or other limitations, the Lord is there working. Blessing. When you have to say, tell the truth to someone who you, you, you know is probably not going to accept it, who won't appreciate it. How can you have strength to do that except to know that you're, you're in the hands of the Lord, you're in his hands. He'll, he'll give you strength to say what needs to be said and to realize that you've honored him by, by simply being his witness. Or when you lie down at night and the, the persistent anxieties return or the loneliness, how can you sleep except to know that my Savior's hands are still raised and he is blessing me, and he's keeping me, and he's making his face shining upon me. And yes, he, he gives me peace. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? 
his apostles had been him, with him for three whole years, perhaps plus the 40 days after his resurrection. They should have known better. And yet that's the very last question we're told they asked Jesus before he ascended into heaven. Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus answered masterfully, as he always does. He, he told them, he gave them the, no indication that God has an earthly kingdom or earthly prosperity or earthly sorts of power for his chosen people then or now. Instead, Jesus promised something far more glorious. He promised power from his Holy Spirit whom he would pour out on them. He promised power that they and we could be witnesses to his saving love close to where we are and to the ends of the earth. He promised power from his position at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. He promised power from his hands raised in blessing. Lock on to that visual with your mind's eye. Hang on to it as, as long as and often as you can. Our Lord, as he departed, showed his hands. The nail prints, proof of redemption won, of salvation earned, of peace given. Those hands raised in blessing over you and all those who put their hope in him as he works for the everlasting blessing of his people. That is why we celebrate his ascension. Amen.